Welcome to season three of Her Money Club Stories. I'm your host, Rachel Minnie, and I'm excited to share with you that Her Money Club has grown to over 600 women learning together about monetizing their skills, money management, and building wealth. After 17 years of being in the financial services industry, I'm really over the industry selling you products you don't need and not focusing on how they can best support you with your mindset and habits. So I want millennial women to be less stressed about money and I have a surprise for you. I've revamped our money library membership and we'll be giving it to you for a limited time at half the price. The money library gives you access to over 146 bite-sized lessons like organizing and automating your money, establishing clear goals, specifically based on your values, eliminating stress by improving your money mindset, discussing with community members just like you who are taking action to get 1% better every day with their money journey. If you want access to the money library and all of the basics that you need to be successful with your habits and money mindset, you can check it out at financialfitnessunleashed.com slash membership. The next 100 members will receive the half off price. Again, that's financialfitnessunleashed.com slash membership. I'm excited to share more with you this season and hear about your aha moments from this episode. Don't forget to share a screenshot of the episode and tag me at Her Money Club Community on Instagram. With that, let's dive into our juicy conversation today. Hello and welcome everyone to season three here at Her Money Club Stories. My name again is Rachel Minnie. We are going to have an incredible episode and we are focusing this season on really the truths behind what it takes to monetize your skills, what it takes to be a coach, to be a freelancer, and how you actually make decisions along that journey, along that path. So we have with us today, Julia. I'm so excited to speak with her, understand more of her business models. There's really two avenues we're going to take with learning more about her brick and mortar and also her online coaching business. So with that, I will give her the opportunity to introduce herself and share a little bit about where she's at today. Thank you, Julia, for joining us. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you for that introduction. My name is Julia, and I have two companies, a brick and mortar as well as online coaching business called Alchemy of Marketing. So I help online service-based entrepreneurs attract the right clients into the business, do the work they love, and make the money and have the lifestyle that they so desire. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, what specifically do you do with your brick and mortar? So brick and mortar is where I've started many, many years ago. I've taken it over a few months ago, actually. But up until then, I've been working in that business for 20 years. So that's um, telecommunications business, providing physical services, installing business broadband connections and telephone systems for small businesses, which is a local local company. Um, so by trade, I'm a telecommunications engineer and because I've been running that business for many, many years, I've been doing pretty much everything in it from um, starting off as an admin assistant to working my way up to sales and marketing, business management, project management. I've also taken on some training as well, because at some point, 
the company actually expanded and created a sister company, which is a training and education company for other technicians Australia-wide. I'm from Australia. So um, I was actually also doing a lot of training, which was a bit of a hybrid between online and offline. So face-to-face -face training plus Zoom, online, self-paced study and that sort of thing. So I've been doing that as well. And I've been also managing and running that company. So recently that company sort of split off with the previous owner and I've taken over the actual physical business. Wow. All the things. Incredible. <laughs> all, the, all the places. I love it. And what I noticed and kind of picked out of your story was how incredible to have had the journey, whether you intentionally did this or not. And most of us don't think about it 20 years you know, ago or from now, like what is life going to look like? But you were able to go through an admin role, project management roles, sales and marketing roles. Like you essentially learned all of the pieces of what is required to run a business by being in a business and playing different roles and putting different hats on. So I, I want to point that out for, for those in the audience that you know, they have also created those skills unintentionally maybe, and have been in multiple roles. And you probably already have the skills that you need to step into a running a business of your own on a smaller scale. Right. So I just, one, applaud you for doing that. And for two, recognizing like that, oh, hey, look at that. Like I've done all the things right now I can be in charge. I can be the, the forefront of all of that. So yeah. Um, and I just want to um, I want to point out to those who who feel like oh, they don't have um, specific business training or marketing training and they're getting into business and they feel like they don't know anything about marketing, because that's something I hear from people all the time is like, I don't know anything about marketing. I don't understand it. But there are so many skills that are transferable from the jobs that you've had before, even if you are uh, just serve, um, serving people like at McDonald's or supermarket or whatever. You, you learn very valuable skills in communicating with clients and what what they enjoy, what they like to hear and how they like to be, um, uh, how they, they like to feel when you work with them. So those skills are very transferable to the business as well. Yes, agreed. And I mean, we have all consumed something. We've all sat down at a restaurant before. We've all gone to the supermarket before. We know what kind of experience we like as consumers. So I think marketing is, to your point, one of the things we actually all know a lot about, but maybe we just don't know the language behind it or like some of the technicals behind it, but we've all experienced it before versus, yeah. you know, if you're going into a coding job where you're doing website code, like you probably never experienced that before. So you have no idea <laughs> how that works. Yeah. So, yeah, might, might need to learn a few things there. <laughs> Right, right. Exactly. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. I am super curious to know how you, what prompted you really in getting into coaching? It was a very long journey. Um, it, it was many twists and turns that it took and it was kind of something I've stumbled on. I, was, I never intended to be a coach. Um, and I've I've actually quite enjoyed my previous job, which which I still do, obviously, because I've got that business. Um, but what what I've been noticing, and I haven't put two and two together until very recently, is I would be getting a lot of calls from clients who don't understand how their communication system will work for their business, and they or how they need to connect certain things, or even where to go to to get the answers. 
And that was one of my favorite things to do is actually help them and give them an advice and point them in the right direction because I have such a broad knowledge working in a small business and um, having a, a lot of experience dealing with other larger companies in collaboration and over so many years, you know, there's a lot of knowledge I've accumulated um, that a lot of people just don't understand this sort of stuff, especially in the tech world. A lot of people get scared of it. Um, and that was one of the things that I've really loved to do is I love to help people. And I kept thinking to myself all the time, how can I monetize that? What, how, how can I, not, not so much that I want to charge people money for it, but, you know, it, it takes a fair bit of time to sit on the phone answering these questions. How can I make this into a service? And I never really figured it out for that business. But then at some point, I kept thinking that I really wanted more out of this I wanted to make a bigger impact because with that business I was doing a very small component of people's overall business and what they did for their customers but I wanted to make a bigger impact and one day I just woke up and I thought I will start another business and basically alchemy of marketing was born and it went through several iterations until I landed on the services and the suite of things that I wanted to do and the coaching and all that sort of stuff but then once I've actually figured it out and landed on this business model, looking back, I've realized that it actually comprised of all of the things I've learned over the years in that business, in the things that I've just learned because I was passionate about it, my artistic nature, because I'm a very creative person as well, and finally can monetize the fact that I can sit on the phone with people and help them, give them a device and give them guidance. So it all came in together so beautifully that I didn't even expect. Um, so I was really excited when I've had that realization. And I feel like I'm with this business, I'm actually doing something I'm very, very passionate about. And I'm also making a much bigger impact in other businesses so that they can in turn can go and make an impact with their business with their gifts to their clients so that's my story in a, <laughs> in a nutshell I love it I love it this is um really fascinating too because you know as you iterated and I think this is another just pain point that people have is they think they're going to just set it up and they're it's figured out and then you know, they don't think that there's going to be changes made along the way. So I'm glad that like, it sounds like there's a, from an early point in the process, you realize like, this is going to iterate and change along the way and that's okay. And you're okay with change. And so being okay with change is like a really important facet in my mind as an entrepreneur, but also in life. And it allows you to be more flexible and kind of to your point, create along the way and make the impact you want and make it whatever you want it to be. So the more we expand and allow ourselves to, you know, like I like doing these things and these things can be the business and okay, I'm going to monetize those things and how I get to interact and respond to people and support them and, and share my knowledge with them. So I love that it doesn't sound like there were any, you know, major roadblocks along the way, like it just kind of evolved and made sense and you continue to run with it along the way. I'm curious to know, like, what have been some of the kind of bigger decision points where maybe you got a little bit stuck in, especially with this newer and online coaching business, when you got stuck 
and a decision needed to be made, like what were your conversations you were having with yourself and in your, your own mindset? Yeah, that's, that's been mainly mindset actually in the, in the past few years, I've been doubling more into mindset work and um, just doing work on myself um, realizing that mindset is such an important thing in business and in life in general. So I've been learning a lot more about it and trying to use it in my life and in business. So when I've started this business, I've kind of been telling myself this year that um, when I get in intuition and inspiration to do something, I will be taking those steps towards the things that I feel like are guiding me and the more I practice that the easier it is to recognize when those things come up and the quicker things actually start happening for me as well and fall into place so actually the major thing came from starting this coaching business when I started it it was more um more, more a little bit of a side hustle and it was just something that I wanted to do as like a, a more fulfilling thing so I can do something else to, to get that, um, you know, to give that impact in, in others' businesses and something a bit more than just local day-to-day -day tech job. And um, from that, I was taking more inspired actions to actually work out what it was that I wanted to do with the business. Um, and what I found was that I really didn't have time for it. <laughs> so that was a major block because I, I was so passionate about it. Uh, but having a full-time job having a toddler at home um actually he was even under 12 months back then um and then this business which takes a fair bit of work to get off the ground i realized that that was probably my major block is having time and energy to be able to do that and i wasn't quite sure how that was going to happen but i knew this was my purpose so i continued with it and what happened was um uh, it looked like I was going to lose my job. So um, the business was going to close because the owner was retiring. And then he turned around and said, do you want to take it over? And, uh, and nobody thought that I would. Everyone was thinking, oh, yeah, she'll just go and get another job, like taking business. I have a lot of responsibility. And I'm like, I'll do it. This is perfect because now I can run this business in however many hours I want. And I can also do my other business when that business is quiet or vice versa. And then I can just decide what I want to do and when. And it worked out perfectly and it fell into place. And here we are. I love it. Oh, I love it. Like how amazing that things just as you started to say yes to more and more of what you enjoy doing, the more opportunities started popping up and, you know, designing the life that you want and how you want to live your work life, especially what's created, right? You were able to actually have control and create um, from that space. So I, I love that that was able to be a, a possibility for you. Um, for the audience's sake, walk us through kind of, because the time element, I think is a big, big issue in a lot of people's minds. Like I want to start this thing, but I don't know how to get started. And do I even have the time to do it? Um, what is your advice around the time and like creating time, making enough time, figuring that out? Being organized is probably the biggest thing. Um, 
And another thing I found for myself is actually working out what works for you. One of the biggest things for me was um, visibility on social media and what that would look like for me. And I've tried it a million different ways that everyone kept saying, this is how you should do it. This is how many times you should post and so on and so forth. Um, and I just, and until I gave myself permission to just do it my way and work out what works for me, that's when all the resistance went away from posting. That's when I felt less anxious and when I worked out what actually works for me and how to build the content library in the way that, you know, suited me and my time and my inspiration. Because when I write, I need to be kind of in the flow to um to get the words out and speak, you know, from the heart. Um, So that was the biggest thing, like, being organized, but do it in the way that works for you, not necessarily how someone else says that you should organize yourself and your days. Um, and focus on the times when you actually do have energy because um, you really will get more done when you're focused on the task. So that if you've got kids around or if you've got something else happening and you're not focused you get distracted and it takes what about 20 minutes from the time you get distracted to refocus on your task so it's really all about being intentional with your time and focusing on the activities that you really need to do like prioritizing and you know work out a strategy that you want to work and actually work that strategy and don't get distracted by all the other things all the other shiny objects that are out there yeah, I think that also is something that we discuss in Her Money Club Mastermind is not getting distracted, right? I feel like <laughs> the first 12 weeks of our mastermind, of a year-long mastermind, we talk a lot about like people will come back every single week. Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What about this website strategy? What about this marketing strategy? It's like, okay, okay, we, we've already set <laughs> We've already set the strategy. We've already set the stage for you from day one. And you have exactly what you need to be successful and create income and, you know, be excited about your work. So like the question we keep coming back to is like, why are you getting distracted? Why are you getting distracted? Right. It's this constant conversation of accountability and, and not getting distracted. Um, so I want to go a layer deeper with this and, and how you kind of nuanced it and figured it out. What were the main things that you focused on for starting this new business? Because you're right, there are a lot of kind of moving pieces to getting something up and going. Once you've got it up and going, there's some momentum around it. But what were like the couple of pieces you focused on? I got support straight away. Um, I took a program that um, helped me structure things better and um, where I got an explanation on how to think about certain things. Because in business, we we can see a lot of things for our clients, but we don't necessarily see it for ourselves. So it's important to have that feedback and so that others can point out to you your mindset things, your beliefs and things that come up so that you can also keep yourself on track. Um, and after having a baby, <laughs> that, that was one of the major things because all of a sudden I didn't have huge blocks of time to do anything in. So... Um, what, what's been happening for me is less procrastination and less um, just thinking about things because you've only got a short amount of time to do it. So once you decide on something, well, you just got to do it because you've got like I don't know, 20 minutes here or, or whatever. 
to uh, to get your things done. So the things um, I focused on straight away, that was the, the beginning is working out um, my, my niche as far as um, like actually what I wanted to do. And for me, that was narrowing down to funnels and marketing for online service-based businesses. And then working out the actual niche as a as an ideal client so who that was going to be for me and working out how I was going to serve them what I was going to do for them like working out my offering my suite of services and those kinds of things that that took quite a while like working that out took a while because you you go through a lot of things in your mind and then you dust that out and the biggest advice I can give anyone, um, and I always give to my clients as well, is clarity comes from action. So once you decide on something, once you think this is the way, the direction you want to go in, um, then you just got to take that action because unless you take the action, you'll keep forever thinking about it and you won't get the feedback that you need. You might figure out that, no, you don't want this at all because one of the things that I've started with was um, more virtual assistant services as well because I thought I could do that. But then I virtually straight away realized that that wasn't the best use of all of my skills and that wasn't really what I was passionate about. So I got that feedback and I put that aside and I knew what I wanted to focus on and went through it deeper and deeper. So clarity comes from action. And that's like the biggest thing to do is to take action. So work out who it is, who your client is, so that you can focus on them, so that you can stand out from the from the crowd, from all the noise. And you can be seen as an expert because you're actually specializing in a certain area. And then from there, um, if you can get support in whatever form, whether it's a coach or a mastermind, or, or a program um, or even peer support like in groups or something like that, that that's important because they can reflect back to you what you're not seeing in yourself. So that's that feedback can be very, very helpful. Yeah, I agree. And I, I love that, that tagline, right? Clarity comes from taking action because so many of us sit in, in action because we just don't know and you just won't know until you take action. <laughs> so it's kind of this counterintuitive approach. Um, I'm curious to know at what point you started focusing on lead generation and actually taking on new clients. And I want to give some context to the reason why I'm asking this. I find a lot of coaches, freelancers, anyone getting into consulting will spend a lot of time, like in my opinion, too much time figuring out all the things you just mentioned, which yes, to some extent, those need to be figured out. But part of the figuring out process, in my opinion, is taking on new clients to test and see, do I like working with this type of person? Do I like this or like that? And then that helps with the niching and narrowing down process too. Um, and you get more and more clear to your point on clarity and action. So yeah, at what point did you start taking on new clients and, and what did that look like? Yeah, um, so not even not even sure how many weeks and months that went in. I started focusing on it and treating it as actually a business and not like a side hustle probably about three to four months ago, which um, doesn't seem like a long time and at the same time feels like forever. So at that point, I started thinking, okay, well, for it to be a legit business, it needed to have clients. 
And I still wasn't doing anything about it. I was sitting and waiting for clients to come and they weren't coming. And that's exactly what I was saying before. Clarity comes from action is I just needed to get visible and I needed to start putting myself out there. A lot of that is mindset work. It was a lot of things that were holding me back from putting myself out there, um, you know, various fears, like what happens when I do start getting clients? Will they enjoy working with me? Will they will they say that they didn't get the results that they thought they would, which then means what about me? You know, all of those things keep coming up. It's it's a lot easier to dream about something and pretend and imagine than actually taking steps towards it and then um, getting some sort of a result and feedback, whatever result and feedback that may be. So at, at the point where... I worked through all of my mindset things, which have been fairly recent um, when I've actually started Mastermind and I was getting more of that um, feedback and more of that uh, accountability where I'm like, okay, well, this is happening. I'm kind of, you know, I'm on the train and the train has departed. So I'm already riding this. So let's let's keep working on it. Let's keep getting myself out there and, um, try to actually make this into a proper business. So, yeah, that was, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but um, it's it was a lot of mindset work. And yeah, once yeah. once I've gone over that hurdle, then it didn't feel as as hard to then start talking about yourself and about your business and um, realizing that whatever results you get, that's just an opportunity for feedback, an opportunity for change or tweaking or finding a different niche if it doesn't resonate with this niche. Once again, clarity comes from action. So that, that's all where it all goes and comes from. Yeah. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I love that that's what you're bringing up because especially in the feedback loops that we receive from clients, from peers, from coaches, all of these different things outside of ourselves, Feedback is simply information. And I find a lot of people, when they start on this journey, they kind of get scared of feedback or kind of like, how, and it becomes kind of overwhelming to think about all these things and recognize that, okay, I just get to have information. I just get to receive feedback and then use that information to make pivots, to make changes along the way and to trust yourself enough to do that, but also um, know that it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Like perfection is actually what, not what anyone wants, right? Even when people come to you as a coach, they're not looking for perfection. They're just looking for someone to help them get to the next step, right? And they're usually more thrilled than you can imagine because you get them even farther than what they thought was possible. So that's really the, the value that everyone provides when they show up and show up in their skills and their passions, and they can really help someone and support someone in their journey. So I want to transition the conversation a little bit um, to talk about like the money story, the money piece of this. And I want to know from your perspective, you know, why, why take on two businesses? Like, is there a financial element that, you know, you want to benefit from? And, and if so, totally fine. Like I want to give people permission that like, that's okay to want to have multiple businesses and, you know, make money multiple ways, but yeah, from a financial lens, you know, why have two businesses and, you know, take on 
you know, the amount of time that it takes to run two businesses? Yeah, it, it was probably also a bit of a mindset thing and in the beginning um, because being a new coaching business, it was a lot of pressure to then start making money out of it, being new and not 100% sure of exactly how this would turn out and how quick things would happen, the results I might get. Um, a lot of uncertainty because it's kind of a new new venture, a new new thing that I was stepping into. So those mindset things there in a bit of a lack of confidence when I started as well. Um, that's one thing aside because having financial pressure on you sometimes can make you show up differently in business as well. Um, because what you don't want to do is you, you don't want to show up desperate um, that you want to make a sale. You, you don't want people to feel like you are there just to get their money. Um, you want to show up confidently, authentically in your power. And so that you know that you can help that person with your skills, not for the money. Um, and that was one of the things that relieved that pressure for me because then I, I knew I would have one regular income because I know exactly how the business operates. I've been in it for 20 years. And two, that gave me flexibility because I could still have that income without necessarily putting in full-time hours. So there was a lot of flexibility associated with it as well because that business was already established. So I knew what to expect. There was a bit of certainty and something I could forecast as far as the finances go and the workload. So it was a financial and a lifestyle balance that I was looking out of that for me specifically. I wouldn't necessarily recommend people to go and buy two businesses for, for that reason, but that's how it worked out for me because that's how things fell into place. Yeah, yeah. And that's perfect. That's that's what we're here to share is the stories, the different ways in which we all figure things out. So in that um and what i really appreciate your lens you are really talking about the safety and security like and, and a lot of people want that they want that safety and security and the certainty in knowing what's going to happen from a financial lens when they start a new venture and i i am a huge advocate of doing it this way not just like quitting your job losing you know the income that supports you to then go start this new adventure because and I've done this myself and failed at it, right? Like sometimes things fail, sometimes times things don't work out. And then you have to go back to the drawing board and that's never fun. And really from like a, your body perspective, your nervous system becomes dysregulated when you are in that scarcity mode and that desperate mode and not able to really fully function and make decisions from a place of that certainty financially. And when you can have that, then it allows you to really play and explore and in how the side hustle or side keep that passion it doesn't become a drudge or a pressure or 
like a, it has to make money and it has to do this thing for me. And so then you try 50 million different ways of, of how that gets to look and you lose sight of like what you started it for in the first place. So um, just another testament uh, to that in your story as well, and making sure that you have that safety and security and certainty first. And then that's your jumping off point to create the creative um, side of, of another business. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, okay. Next question as it relates to um, just financial well-being and, and money mindset and, and kind of some of the stories we talk to ourselves about money. Um, what is one thing that maybe has scared you about money or used to scare you about money that you've overcome and kind of figured out with money? Once again, mindset. <laughs> uh, mindset has been a theme for me this year. Um, yeah, relying on myself to look after myself, like especially going into business and having income, supporting myself to um to pay for things like pay pay the bills pay wages you know pay insurances all that kind of stuff um yeah it's it's been mindset it's been pretty big um like up until this point you know having wages from someone else I didn't have to even though I've been running the business ultimately it was not my decision if the business was going to stay open if if it was going to close or where my wages would come from like it was not my bottom line decision and um, you know before I had the job there was always parents looking after me you know it's it's always been um, not something I had to rely on even though I come from from a time when my parents didn't have a huge amount of money. And then um, we've gone, I'm originally from overseas, so uh, a small European country called Estonia. So growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. We always had food, we always had clothes, but money was something that it wasn't really talked about. Um, there was always money, you know, living from paycheck to paycheck, that kind of thing. So it's not like something that um, you had a lot of to invest or to play around with and then when when we moved to Australia um we had more money because Australia is a lot wealthier country and when I started working I had a lot of you know disposable income so that that was very freeing so I didn't really have any financial problems and then uh, it comes to this time when I've gone into business for myself it's like this realization that I'm responsible for myself now it's on one hand empowering and on the other hand it's a little bit scary so that you're kind of responsible for your own future but at the same time you're not at the mercy of anyone either so it's a lot of things like um charging for what you're worth in my brick and mortar business for example because it's an established business I have no problem charging $130 an hour for for the services um, you know, thousands of dollars for a new system installation. I know it's worth it. I know this is how much it is. Not a problem um, for myself personally. It's had I've had to do a lot of work thinking. Okay, well, thirty dollars an hour. 
no, it's going to be more than that. <laughs> and then, you know, going up and up and you're like, okay, well, but do people have money to pay for that? And then you put your own projections on other people, what they will pay, what they won't pay. Are there, are there people who have money? Or is everyone in the, in the current financial climate, how are they feeling about spending money? So all these things happening. And then you just got to remind yourself that there are people spending money all the time. There are people becoming all rich time. all the time. No matter what. But... In all of the environments. So a lot of mindsets, like, you know, yeah. from the past, from the, like the circumstances, from the way you, you use money and what you invest in to how you charge for your services and your projections onto other people. Like, yeah, it's all mindset work, <laughs> like st strategies, of course, money strategies. I'm all for that. Um, I do a lot of strategic, you know, money moving investments and, and whatnot. But um, mindset is probably one of the biggest things, um, like getting your head around, investing into your future, betting on yourself and not just hoarding the money because you're afraid that it will be taken away from you or, you know, banks will charge huge interest rates and then you need all that money for later. Because if you think about it that way, you probably will need that money for later. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of mindset work. Yep. A thousand percent. I wholeheartedly agree. And when you can work through that and really establish like what that gets to look like for you as you move forward and as you continue to um, be responsible for yourself, like it feels more and more empowering and your confidence level goes up even more from there. Because I know you mentioned like, and we all experience this lacking confidence when we first start something and first step into things. So I love that you kind of brought that up and just pulling that whole storyline through allows you to see like how you can become more confident and you don't just, you, you aren't just confident, you know, you become more confident with the action steps that you take with the responsibilities that you take and, and really establishing confidence for yourself. So I love that. All right. We're going to wrap it up, but I want you to share with everyone, Julia, where people can find you and then any offers or programs you have coming up. Oh, cool. Thank you. Um, my new Facebook group is probably the place to be now. It's called Alchemy of Marketing. So that's a group where I'll be sharing um, just tips and information about marketing, inspiration, motivation, workshops, and all those things. Also, people can ask me questions and because the group is quite small at the moment um there's more chances I will reply to it so that's that's nice to uh, to get that personal feedback and support um and then there's website alchemyofmarketing.com and socials pretty much alchemy of marketing everywhere as well beautiful I love it Thank you so much for being here with us, for sharing your journey, sharing your story, and just being vulnerable with, you know, the reality of what it is required um, with becoming a coach and, and being on the beginning part of that journey. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs>